You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Stranger Things 4 has come to an end. Uh, Just before we say a word, just a reminder, full spoilers. We are talking about the entire fourth season. We're talking about episodes 8 and 9. We will be spoiling it if you haven't watched it, though I don't know why you wouldn't have watched it by now. But Maybe just late. (laughs) People weren't able to get through (laughs) their slog. I... I... had no problem watching both of them on July 1st in like in a row. Oh, <laughs> like, I it wasn't I, even... <laughs> I not only went to a different movie on July 1st, I then came home and watched the two episodes back <laughs> yeah, to back. So, so, yeah, yeah. I, I did. sat in bed and just turned them on and didn't turn it off. Yeah, that was watched pretty much. It. <laughs> I might have taken a break. I might have watched another episode on saturday but honestly mm-hmm. it just bleeds together i don't know <laughs> yeah it's all one it's all it's all one the, i watched it all episodes yeah it's all one just big thing um so yes but that's that's our final spoiler warning everything we talk about we're going to dive into it um we wrap up our stranger things conversation with the final two episodes we do have some fan theories that as i mentioned Great. i didn't get to last week um because we recorded uh, at a weird time. So yeah. <laughs> I will read some of the fan theories that I know we had missed from last week. Um, but uh, it's, I got to say, Taylor, I'm fascinated by what's going to happen in this next season of, of how they ended things. Like I'm very, especially knowing that there's going to be some sort of a time jump. I'm very curious as to what they're going to do. Yeah, we'll get into it. Part of me is like, it's almost like Game of Thrones fatigue, where I'm kind of like, uh... Are they going to ruin the final <laughs> season? Is that what you're thinking? Like, well, is this like, going to be bad? You know, my prediction that they had too much plot uh, for this season is, I it still stands. I feel like they got bogged down in story in season yeah, four. Yeah, there was a lot of story. And um, the last episode really suffered for that and so um you know i to to be fair they the season four ended tidily enough that it's almost like they have a clean slate moving into season five like there aren't any glaring um uh like plot holes you know what i mean i agree i totally agree with you they did kind of bring everything together and i don't agree (laughs) With how they resolve something. Yes, yes. But um, more or less, uh, you know, they could go into season five. They're going into season five with pretty good footing in terms of blocking. Yes. But um, I... It was I, less I, of a messier ending than I thought it was going yes, to be. Like they did, yes. they did do it tidier than I thought. So that's good. Yes. Um, so anyways, we'll see. It's kind of like... Uh, I also don't love where they took some characters and it's like, ugh, we have to go back to them. <laughs> you know? So uh, like, 
it was pretty lunch bag. I don't know if we're going to like just start getting right into it. Mike, oh, let's get into it. I mean, we do. Yeah. yeah. We have some fan theories and some fan questions about Stranger Things, but I, I think let's give some overall thoughts. Let's dive into it. And then we can, yeah, we can go, we can go into fan theories and fan questions next, but yeah, continue, continue your thought, like continue that so, thought and let's see. I liked Robin in season three. I really couldn't stand Robin in okay. season four. Can we talk we never, about Robin? We haven't, we, we haven't even we mentioned haven't Robin. <laughs> um, I here's here's my theory. Now I didn't I didn't rewatch season three before watching season four. I think they changed her character a lot, though. She like was she's cooler not in yes, season she's, three. She's more <laughs> fumbly and all over the place in season four, which was not her character in season three like her character was a little bit more calm a little bit more reserved like a little bit more yeah like cool it's just a good way to handle it like she like steve was the nerdy weirdo she worked with and yeah. she was the cool kind of laid back but they changed her character for well, this season so i'm glad you brought whole, that up we didn't talk about it last time her whole defining characteristic this season was that she was a klutz which like you mike i didn't rewatch season three but i don't remember her i don't remember yeah i do not remember her being a klutz or having this high all over energy like when she was explaining there's that scene when she's talking um to nance one vecna when that one when she was like one vecna henry whatever we're calling him now like yes. weird like that's yes. one example that stands out to me in terms yes. of the energy delivery yeah. lines and, yeah even her like because in in talking to nancy she would just say like she said oh sometimes i just things come out of my mouth and i don't know like what i'm saying and i'm like you never showed any of that in the last season no. like, that's just not the impression that I got from Robin. So I think they like were trying to expand and grow her character, but changed it. Like she, yeah. she's just a completely different person than she was in the previous season. They didn't know what to do with her. So I think maybe they didn't anticipate her being such a hit. in Popular. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, but she, they wrote her so like, she was so interesting and they wrote her to be such a, uh, uh, anti steve not anti steve but like an opposite to steve yeah where that dynamic of like season three did that everyone's on their little adventure better than season four did because season four they didn't know what to do with with people being separated but the whole season three and i think we didn't talk about this last time robin and steve and dustin um they're on their own adventure the entire time yeah. Like they, they're separated from everyone else, but we didn't notice it or think it was a problem because it was better. It was done better. And Robin was so like Steve was intense and kind of all over the place and a little off the wall. Whereas Robin was like calmer. And I just, I just remember her like, Oh yeah, I figured out this Russian code. No big deal. Yeah. Like, like she was <laughs> like, that was her. Very different. And so like, it's like a bummer. Like, Oh, like we're going to have to go back to Robin and like Mike. Okay. This so annoying how Will was like, Mike, you're the heart of the group. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, what? I knew you weren't going to like that. I what? knew when that was happening. Will, I was is, like, the <laughs> Will is the heart. Will is the heart. Yeah. They rally it's around Will in season one and two. Like that's yes. like, it's all yes. about, you know, like. Protecting and rescuing. Yeah. Work. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, they're... <laughs> Mike, I Mike was in season one and two, Mike was more or less the leader of the little group. Like he yeah. did take charge. Um, and much like when you're a kid, especially at that age, the, the whoever's house you hang out the most, that person is generally in charge. Like that's but, just how it works. Mike, there yeah. is a difference between the person who's the quote unquote leader and the person who's like the heart of the group. No, I agree. I think that's what they had meant, but they got it wrong. Because even even in his Will's drawing, he was like leading the charge, but kept calling it the heart, but he's the leader. And I think they were confusing the two. Like that's yeah, kind I don't, of that's kind of my point. I don't think they, they got it. I don't think because if anything, you could argue that Dustin is the heart of the group. I would say like, Dustin embodies the heart of the group. Yeah. He rallies like the troops, he's yes, optimistic. He he has yeah. the comedic timing. But anyways, I agree I with thought... you that Will is the heart of the group because in season three, part of the whole journey was that Mike, um, Dustin, uh, like they were both. And I think, yeah, because Lucas was dating Max in season three yeah. and Mike was with Elle and Dustin had his girlfriend from a distance. And the whole point was that Will was not at either at that point or not interested and not there with them. And he felt left out and he kind of within all the kind of adventure, he, he kind of did push them forward and was kind of the heart. So I agree with you. I would say like, will wills the heart of the group. Dustin's kind of like the outwardly raw, raw person. And Lucas and Mike both exist. (laughs) Like they're not, they're certainly not, I think the heart. No. Lucas did have kind of a better arc this season. Yes, um, Lucas and they, had least, more to do, yeah. They gave, you know, his, uh, especially in the last episode, they gave him a lot to do. But mm-hmm. uh, Mike, like, okay, whatever. And it's like they've, now, they've given him nothing. Like, they've given him, like, nothing. I have to watch another, <laughs> another season of Mike, gang, his gangly body, like, frowning. Like, ugh. <laughs> No thanks. I realize like, he's growing. Okay. Yes, That's I realize just, puberty happens, guys. Yes, I realize that these are not the body. same kids. These are not the same kids, and I'm not body shaming. You know, gangly <laughs> bodies. All bodies are good. All bodies are positive. Whatever. All I'm no, saying. No, he's gang. I mean, he's gangly. I'm not <laughs> saying he's not gangly. He's, I don't want to see his pouty, frowny face crying about L. That's all they gave him. Nine for, episodes for like two seasons, or whatever. Yeah. It was yeah. brutal. Um, and so yeah, I agree. It's yeah. it's one of the things where th- I think they the the writing is trying to force some things. Like they they trying to force Mike being extremely important. Like I think I think the Mike the connection between Mike and L is clear. Like I think. I do think they love and care about each other. And I think what Will was saying for Mike being able to pull like 11 back out of the, like that makes sense, but not for the full group. But Mike, they're like 15. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's soulmates. No, no, but they, but the, but they think they are. I know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I get it. Like, they're not, but like they think they are, and that would. Be I had the to remind to do it. I had to remind myself of that. Of their where age. I was like, but but this because no, that they're, they're actually like, twenty five. They, they think it's life <laughs> right? or death. You know, they think yes. their relationship is life or death. Yeah. Yes. So that's what of I had to do. remind myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, Mike, grow up. 
but, but that's but that's true. But that's the way they feel. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. for them. For Mike and Eleven, their relationship is their entire world. And as a teenager, like that's that. And the, again, this show has done a very good job of being super realistic with how intense a teenager can become with these types of things. Like it's for for Mike and Eleven, it's the in love thing. But like hearing Dustin explain his girlfriend in season three and Dustin's intensity with saving the world is again how a crazy teen who's a bit nerdy would react thinking it's a Dungeons and Dragons thing like it's so realistic to me that this is how they would actually behave um which is one of the things that I like about the show so I think that that intensity does make sense for that standpoint but I agree what you're saying Mike is not the heart of that group at all um who so about I don't know what I think they're, but they're trying to make, they're trying to make it care. They're trying to force it because he's not going anywhere. Um, and yeah, I, I think they're just trying, they're trying to force what isn't, doesn't come off as, as the heart. Like I, I could, I could probably name, you already named two. I could probably name three or four people Nancy, who are the heart before. Steve. Like Nancy, Steve, <laughs> Steve was going to be the next one. I'm like, I think Steve. Like the impact of if Steve had actually died would probably be felt more so in the group. The stone guy, the new stone guy, could have been the heart of the group. No, he's not Eddie. Pretty much like name anyone other than Mike, and he's the heart. There's a lot. Okay, sorry, Mike's ahead of the stoner guy, but I would say again to show how they've done nothing with Mike's character. Eddie, after one season, is more of the heart than Mike. Yes. Well, I'm seeing that on social media. We're canceling my our Netflix subscription because Eddie died. They kill off the new character every season. I can't <laughs> believe that Eddie existed for nine episodes and everyone's so mad that he's dead. But like, it was just... Oh. A testament to the charisma of that actor. And I apologize. Oh, for I sure. Don't know, I don't know the name of the actor. Yeah, um, I don't have it in front of me. But um, he was phenomenal. Because, like... You could have another person act in that role and it could be like, oh, it was good, but like, whatever. He was so charismatic. Like, uh, Eddie felt very real. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and he was very lovable. So I understand people like growing attached to him and the attachment to him makes much more sense than Barb, who was in like three episodes. Yeah, I've never uh, understood people's obsession with Barb, but anyway. I don't know. But um, I am bummed that Eddie died, but I'm also like, that's pretty typical of how the seasons are written. Like, think about the like yeah. the funny Russian guy that everyone really liked last season. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he died. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy from Lord of the Rings, he died. Sean um, Astin. Yep, yeah, Sean Astin's character died. Yeah. The guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like... It seems like every season they introduce someone, pulls on your mm-hmm. heartstrings, you know, which is a testament again to when they write well, they write mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, and like some of the when they when they decide they're going to flesh out a character, they do a good job. And then for some reason, can't write Robin. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. they just they just I mean, they just messed up there. Like they just tried, I think, to change and try to do too much. But Everything what, like, went into Eddie. The there thing about Eddie left. Yeah, the thing about Eddie to me is that I, thinking about it and the arc he had, his arc is kind of perfect if you think about it because he he felt so clearly guilty 
about running away in the first episode. Like that was his whole big thing that, that his sort of choice to turn around and fight those bats kind of completes his arc so perfectly. It's like trapped. He was trapped in his persona in Hawkins. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. in a sense, like with a character archetype, like there was no out for Eddie. Like he was going to end up in jail like his dad. So it was a true redemption arc in the sense that um, he's like transcended that uh that fate right you're right like there is that cowardice piece but i think it goes bigger than that it's he's transcending that uh you know this is gonna be my year i'm not gonna be a deadbeat like my dad like i'm finally gonna get out of hawkins when like in real life like someone like eddie's character you know like the archetypal the archetype eddie no he's not getting out of hawkins right no he's gonna fail again he's gonna drop out he's gonna sell drugs and probably end up in jail so i think i agree with you i think it was the most logical conclusion um based on his character trope Um, it's great writing too like it's it's what makes great writing like it's honestly like one of the reasons why like shakespeare for example has stood the test of time is because of little things like that but like in shakespeare no character dies who does not deserve it for one reason or another like, that's just how it was always written. Like, in terms of deserve it, I mean, the character arc goes in that direction. And there's no other place that it can go other than than death. And you're right. For, for Eddie to be redeemed in any way, especially for him to feel it himself, this was, like, the only route. And it was just done so perfectly. Like, again, it's, it's what makes movies, to me, so exciting and storytelling. It's poetry how perfect it was written, how well it was done, how charismatic that actor was to bring it all together. And here you have a character, like if people are like, oh, I'm canceling my Netflix, that means you're a super fan who just like, you don't like that someone made you feel negative about something. So this, you just don't like it, <laughs> right? But yeah. it worked, they, it worked. So this is a bit of a, a segue. I don't know if we want to go here, but it speaks to this larger issue of fandom. And someone, when I was reading some of the comments about, you know, oh, I'm going to cancel Netflix. And people are like, again, I've already said this, but about Mike, people need to grow up, right? Not everything is about your personal tastes, right? <laughs> That's, like, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh, boo-hoo, your favorite character died, so you're going to protest by canceling Netflix. Oh, they That's, won't. They're just I know, I know, but still, that, that even that impulse. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'll show Netflix. Like, that's not how storytelling works. No, (laughs) and and honestly, if you're a producer, like me personally, I would love that. I love that people are out there and that are so mad because that means you're engaged. There's nothing worse than being complacent. That's that's what's bad. It's complacency that's bad. It not being this hyper-engaged where you're so mad that you want to cancel and you're faking it. Like you're not, it's not sure you're not going to cancel your Netflix. You're going to watch season five, just like the rest of us. Like you're going to do it. So don't pretend (laughs) that you're not going to do it, but it just shows you how well these storytellers know how to grab and pull at your heartstrings. If they can make you feel about a character that existed for nine episodes of a show that's been around, how many, like how many they've done? 35 episodes. (laughs) And this, It does show the the craft, like how well they were able to Mm -hmm. write and to elicit such a response. 
But on the flip side, I think it does show kind of the top toxic underbelly of fans. Oh, of course. Where of you course know, there is. Yeah. You have people who um, like the spoiler police, the people who complain if a, a an actor they don't like gets cast in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. This, this kind of stuff where it's it's the sense of entitlement, right? Where everything has to be written for the fan to make them feel good. And it's like, that's not how real life works. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's a little bit of a segue, but I had to bring it up because <laughs> uh, I think it's a very good example of this toxic fan culture where, um, you know, oh, you spoiled the second end credit for me. Like, oh my gosh, there's more important things going on. Okay. Eddie was fake. He's not real. Um, and it made sense for the story and grow up move on so anyways <laughs> we're moving on i just uh, it's really I, struck a nerve for you <laughs> i just think like we live in a very sensitive society which is a whole other conversation but um something that they did not do well mike as much as i hated the jock who we don't know his name and we don't know the actor's name but the jock everyone knows who i'm talking about he doesn't deserve a name i'm sorry yeah, you gotta write a well. character better you gotta write a character better, and then we'll remember your name. But um, what lunch bag let down in terms of his death? <laughs> I mean, oh, we did all he knew- die? Yeah, he died. And uh, <laughs> I don't even remember him dying. <laughs> I'm quite happy that he died, but it was like very much like I don't know. Um, something happens in the house. Oh, so remember how like the 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 portals are open up and it like creates those like fault lines with like lava mm-hmm. so he's kind of i think he's not dead at this point i think he's just been knocked out by um lucas because they yeah because i i know lucas knocked him out yeah. but I, they have I that really weird lame punching match okay whatever mm-hmm. uh, how many <laughs> taylor how many punching matches between two two teenagers are not lame and weird yeah, I guess. But I just think, like, in terms of writing, like, you built him up this whole season, and this is how he's going to go. So, anyway, oh, he gets knocked yeah, he out. was nothing at the end. Yeah, he was like, not even, like, like what oh. a stupid, like, it just was so, like, in terms of, and this is where I felt they had too much plot. They're building mm. him up, building up, building him up. And then he has a, a literal fist fight with Lucas. Okay. And then the fault lines open up, and the lava cuts him in half. Oh, is that what happened? Yes, that's how he dies. He gets cut in half by the lava. So here's my problem, Mike. Okay, whatever. Kid fist fights are stupid. That's true to life. Whatever. I still think he could have gone out in a better way. But mm-hmm. um, they've built up this satanic panic the yeah. whole season. Mm-hmm. And all it ended up being was a plot device to stall um, Erica and Lucas in, like, doing their phase of the project. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their phase of yeah. And it's like, really? That's like, I thought they, the city was so jacked up in like the third last episode. I thought there's going to be like a witch, a full blown witch hunt. No, one of the yeah. locals happened to spot Erica, thought it was weird <laughs> and calls up the jocks. Like really? Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, completely a waste of time oh like the my jocks and this oh and so just for the record jason carver is his name that's the actor the, or name. the character no no that's the name of the character 
Because it could be both. The way he looks, he could be. Yeah, Jason yeah. Carver. <laughs> he could be Jason Carver. <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah, J- Jason Carver, played by Mason Die. Well, the there you go. Actor. That checks. <laughs> and uh, Jason Carver. Is Jason the played by Mason. Jason played by Mason. Okay. Um, which makes so much sense for just a, just a, like seriously, it's just CW. Like I said it last time. He stumbled on from the Rivendale set or whatever, and he's just like, they were like, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll keep him. Like, he's just so out of place. Like, of all the new characters, like, he would have, you know, he's the, the type of character that I, I thought, you know, okay, fine. He gets really mad that his, his you know, cheerleader girlfriend dies in the first episode. She was way more interesting than he was, by the way. But she I just thought he to- would have... His lame, she would have come to me if she had a problem. What? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, again, no. again, again, Taylor, Taylor, that is what a teenager would think and say, though. Like, that, okay. that didn't bother oh me. That didn't God. bother me half as much. That didn't bother me half as much as just the fact that nothing happened with him. Like, what bothered me was that dude was walking past the old house saw them running around and called the jocks like that bothered me because that the whole satanic panic stuff the whole town meeting all of that was pointless like it didn't lead anywhere yeah that's why so unless that's going to be a major plot point in season five maybe um how stupid but if okay but that's the thing i would have if nothing really came of it but then jason was still alive I would say, okay, they're going to bring him back in season five and a lot of stuff's going to happen. But if he's dead, then what was the point? He got lavaed. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even see him get lavaed. So there you go. Um, I, I, he, very pointless. That's definitely, I'd say of everything they did, that was the only thing that I had a hard time getting over. Um, I mean, that in most of Russia, but, you know. I won't forget. And I won't forget about jason how yeah poorly, jason how poorly they executed now especially story. now that we know his name and it's just jason, jason. <laughs> I'm, I'm even less interested yeah like that that's kind of a, i just feel like they they really to me i really i still like this season a lot i know we've been kind of negative to start off but i will say i like this season i still really like the show the two things that I feel like they really didn't do well was the entire jock plot line. Yeah, stupid. And every and everything going on in Russia. Everything else I was okay with because eventually the groups got together and I felt in the final couple episodes they made better use of the California gang. Yeah. Um, and they did a lot more and they had a lot of like there was a lot of fun with that. And like the stoner guy kind of grew on me and like all of it made more connection. And I really loved the moments with with um with jonathan jonathan and will like yeah, i thought that, that like that was touching and they did a good job and like they really made that connection clear um but i just i can't i won't get over yeah i definitely think like the the jock stuff is like i would give it a one out of ten and i would give russia more like a four or five out of ten because at least Murray was there. I was going to say five because of Murray. <laughs> yeah, like four four of the five is Murray. And one is like Nona Ryder and, and David Harper still do a good job. Like, I'm not going to say they're bad. They at least do a good job. Um, but they just, again, in, in the whole plot line of what's going on in, in Russia, I just think they spent too long there. They should have got them back faster. 
two things uh, about the Russian storyline. Um, number one, as I said at the top of the show, I was very anxious to see how they were going to pull all the plot together, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we said, like, despite some fumbling, it was much cleaner than we thought it would be. So I do give them credit that they were able to bring in the Russian storyline with the fact that I had completely forgotten that the upside down is a hive mind. Yes. So, so I liked that. Yes. That, yeah. that helped to me be like, Oh, okay. You're all going to work together here separately yeah, because without weaken, them. Yeah. If, without them weakening those, those monsters, they wouldn't have succeeded. Exactly. So yeah. I kudos to them. <laughs> For that yeah. one. And again, as someone who finds sci-fi sometimes overwhelming, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> Hive mind. Yeah, okay. Totally. Makes sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like totally. Because I did like that. that. Like I yeah. liked I liked the the skipping around to you've got you've got Erica and Lucas in one phase. You've got the the group in the upside down. You've got L trying to help them from a distance. You've got uh, you know, hopper and and that group in in russia and i like that they're all working together without knowing that they're all working together and contributing to this and i like i really liked the way that was all cut together and jumping back and forth like it felt like a movie it felt fast paced moving it felt epic like it it did they did a very good job with all of that and i really really like i think i mentioned it before i really like how much more they were doing with erica's character like instead, not just not just being Lucas's younger sister, like yeah. just elevating her to be much more of a role within the group. I really like that as well. So that was good. Um, again, do I think they could have ditched the Russian storyline? Probably, but given they how they like or tied it in, to do it I don't know. No, I I get. I, but get, considering how they wanted to tie it in at the end, why wouldn't they then just make it? you think Hopper's dead for longer and midway through the season. Yeah. Winona Ryder and, and Murray has to go. Yeah. Like after like Mike's already gone to visit and like, maybe, maybe you send, you know, for whatever reason you send Winona Ryder somewhere. Like they were always saying that she goes on these trips for work. So why don't you send her anyway? And, and somehow she gets a message there. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. already away. So it's less suspicious She's gone, and then the kids, of course, wouldn't know that she's just gone, gone. Like, something like that to get her to be like, oh, I'm too far away. I can't go back to get help from my family, so I'm going to find Murray. Like, something like that to, to just give more, less time spent in this prison where they had to escape, break back in, escape, break back in. Oh, yeah, um, that was stupid how they had to go I, back. I didn't, After yeah, I just... got an out. I, I got I to just say they just it was clear they were just twiddling their thumbs they and be like, well, we gotta keep them up and ru- yeah they gotta they keep them rambling. up in russia so that's what i would have done i would have suggested why don't you have her go midway through the season as yeah, opposed to the whole that thing. would have made sense um yeah. so my second russians point and i agree with all of what you're saying they could have rejigged the storylines so that it wasn't all season we had to like divert to russia but anyways the second point is (laughs) again we talked about this we talked about this um when we were just talking about the writers don't seem to know what fans like and Mm. um Mm. yeah uh the focus really is on the kids so there's like at a point where there's like romantic tension between um joyce and hopper and i thought oh 
we do not need this. You know, like <laughs> the tension yeah. is back in Hawkins, like mm-hmm. this, where they're like pretty much like they're about to make out or more. And then like the phone rings and they're like mm-hmm. cheesily talking about their date. And you know what I mean? Like, what would we do after the date? Like, oh, gag, whatever. Like, I'm really concerned about whether or not Elle's going to have a seizure in the in the pizza tub. You know, I don't really care about this adult romance. But maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some fans who, like, they love, they, like, ship Joyce and Hopper. But, like, <laughs> maybe that's, so, not, yeah. that's not what I'm <laughs> tuning in for. <laughs> you no, know what no. I mean? I, like, and, yeah, like, all the romance stuff to me. Um, I'd get rid of all adds, of it. Yes, but I mean, I get why you have it in your story. But one of the one of the best quotes I can think of that te- that I think that Stranger Things ca- should listen to, the writer should listen to, comes from uh, surprise, surprise, an episode of Star Trek where they're actually talking about story structure for various reasons, and one of the person, one the, someone's putting on a play on a planet based on Star Trek or whatever. And the character, there's so much romance in it. There's like, everyone's making out with each other. And at one point in time, a character like turns to this group of aliens and says, you don't understand when we're being attacked. The last thing we're thinking about is romance. And I think that that's what, like I get when in the slow times people develop these romances and it adds things. But the last thing you're thinking about when you're under duress is generally romance. Like you're generally too occupied with dealing with what's going on. So I think they should take a page from Star Trek's book and be like, you save that. Yeah, tone it down. Save it for when you're not in mortal danger. And then maybe, you know, have a... a I also also think, like, uh, Hopper and Joyce aside, in grade nine, I mean, I hung out. We were not necessarily the popular crowd, so to speak. Dating was not as widespread in the ninth grade as it was until like later grades. So mm-hmm. I almost think it feels contrived that they like partnered off a lot of them. And I think friendships, you know what I mean? Like the bonds between friends are just as strong as romantic relationships, if not more. So you don't always have to couple off people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um that's me being like super nitpicky, but uh, and I don't I don't have a problem with Joyce and Hopper being together. I think Winona Ryder and David Harbour have a lot of chemistry. I think they look good together on on screen or whatever. But I just think again, uh, you're diverting from the story by being like, oh, let them make out for a couple minutes. Like what? No. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like a wrong time kind yeah. of thing. Where like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. The kiss should have been at the end of episode two. Right. Right? They finally, right. they're home now. They're safe. Uh, we know they're not safe. But you know what I mean? Like that in-between time before they saw the black yeah. cloud of lava or whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever yeah, that, you call that. That few, that few seconds that they had yeah. where they thought everything was okay. Right. And um, they had like a very like intimate, like, I, I know also there's that trope when you're like, especially in fan fiction when like you're under pressure that's when the sparks fly (laughs) you know what i mean but i don't know is that real life i don't know luck thankfully i've never been in a situation yeah i guess we'll have to wait until the world's coming to an end and see how everyone reacts i'm with you though mike if you think your kids are about to die on the other side of the planet do they know at this point 
that the kids are in danger? No, I, I thought that I thought by that point actually it's just before they find out. Okay. Like they find out soon after. Oh, cause, right, because when that phone, phone call, call comes, yeah, in, yeah, that's when they discover. Okay, we have to do something to help them here. Like they're they're not going to be able to do this. With I don't us. wish any of our listeners or the actors to undergo like a global conflict. So I don't want anyone to like share their personal stories. Yeah, you're you're not like, saying you're not saying uh, go right out in, and experience this me, right like, now. <laughs> yeah. like, when you were in crisis, <laughs> what what were you? Thinking? Did you make out with your long lost uh, partner? But I don't yes know. Or I no. just. <laughs> Just gosh. Um, I don't know. Just so like worst. again, I just like for me, I'm t- I'm not tuning in for Joyce and Hopper. I'm tuning in for the kids and Marie. So. No, I hey, I I completely agree. Um, now again, I understand some of the romance when it when the romance is there to enhance the story. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, but it does stick out like a sore thumb when you don't have any purpose. When you're when you're either trying to do it because oh maybe the fans will like this or there's no like there's no story reason as to why it's here at this exact moment like it did seem a little weird now maybe that's what they were going for like because they their makeout session got gets cut off by this important right. phone call yeah. and then suddenly the plot goes so maybe the they tension. were going for that yeah know. but I don't know it didn't work um one of the <laughs> one of the things I will say Taylor you're not you're not going to like where some of our fan questions and theories go because people have a some questions for us about romance. So why don't we like go into the, why don't we go into those questions? I love, I love love. Next week, Taylor, Taylor hates love. (laughs) That will be the theme of next week's emails, but let's get some fan theories. I think this is a good time because we, we had a bunch of people write in. So I think it would be kind of cool to go through them. Um, uh, well, we'll, okay. We'll go a little out of order. Um, so long as I, I remember, uh, to go backwards, let's just go backwards here because this one fits in with the, I didn't organize this and I should have. But this fits in with what we were just talking about. So I, I'm sorry if I get this name wrong. You'll have to correct me. But I think it's Zima. So Zima writes in and says, will Nancy and Steve end up together? Do you think that that is a good idea? Or do you prefer Jonathan and Nancy? So there you go, Taylor. I, I don't want to hear from you first because I know you hate love. So what, Taylor, <laughs> do you think? Do you, do you think that Nancy and Steve are destined to end up together? Do you prefer the Nancy-Jonathan connection? I will say, and here, I do love love. I liked the chemistry between Steve and Nancy all -hmm. through this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's weird. I don't know. It's a trope, too, of uh, movies and TV. Will they, won't they? So I was going to say, oh, it's weird to have her start with Steve, then go to Jonathan, then end up with Steve. When really, it's not that weird when you think of how, like, sitcoms are written. Um, I do prefer her more with Steve. But it might be because she spent so much time away from Jonathan. But I don't Yeah, remember. like we haven't gotten the two of them together much yeah. this season. Yeah. I don't remember being like, ooh, Nancy and Jonathan are like my dream couple. But I will say based on the writing and the acting, like uh, our Steve and Nancy endgame, I would say yes. Especially when he shared that like adorable story about the six babies and how yeah. he said it's you, Nancy. You're the last part of that that story. Like, oh my gosh, how could you not? See, this is that's where the romance worked. Because who do I yes. care about? I care about Nancy and Steve. I agree. Yeah. No, I think I think it's interesting. Like Zima's pointing out, I think the romance that they did well in the show, or yeah. at least the romantic, like not necessarily love triangle, but since tension. the beginning, the tension that has been created by Nancy, Steve, Nancy, Jonathan has worked and worked really well. 
Now they've grown, like Steve's grown up as a character. Like they've exactly. evolved Steve. Yeah. He's grown up over time. He was very unlikable in the first season, but became super likable. Like from season two onward, he basically has adopted this group of kids as sort of a protector friend, that type of thing. Like he's really like, especially with Dustin, but with all of them, like he basically has been responsible for them since season two. So I think they've done a good job with that. So I, I think that's where it's headed. Like it definitely but looks here's like the it's thing. headed. Does Nancy deserve Steve? Because Steve is <laughs> Nancy's never had... what Nancy's never done anything wrong, has she? Nancy's been Did fine. she cheat on Steve with Jonathan or were they already broken no, up? No, they were they were broken up. And okay. Then she ends up okay. she goes and ends up with Jonathan. Um Because Steve has become the sure. real winner, you know? <laughs> Yeah, what is up with you? like okay, the so I think it's because he, I think you did this to me Taylor. You you put the the idea in my head that Jonathan's looking real rough. And there were he two is. moments in the last two where I was like, "Man, you look like a 40-year-old who's like really sick." Like he's a little just, haggard. Like, a little yeah, like, What has happened to Jonathan? Like he definitely more and more does not look the age that he's playing. Um I don't Which know is what, what that, grade 12 the, the actor. He's supposed uh, to be do, like 18, right? He's one year removed from school. Like, he just graduated. Okay, so he's 19, top. So he's 19, yeah. He, the dude looks like he's 40, pulling an all-nighter. Oh, he definitely the... looks like he's 40, pulling an all-nighter. Yeah, oh, he looks rough. But at again... The steel, at the steel mill. Maybe that's some of the drama they're setting up for, because, like, yeah, wh- who deserves who, et cetera, is a good question. But, like, Jonathan had a great couple moments in the final episode like yeah. his his reuniting with nancy was really well done his connection with with will was really good like he but mike he kind of pulled it together a bit. mike he still lied to nancy he knows what he's he not going to that nancy? school she's like did your oh, admission right. letter ever yes. come and yes. that would have been his opportunity to fess up yes he did but he not. didn't yes yeah no you're right i forgot Shady. about that um definitely shady so yeah i mean i i could see i think that's the direction it's going um i don't know if i necessarily have a preference but i do i do think they're heading into the scenario of nancy and steve reuniting in in the final season i can see that happening we'll see we'll see um next question uh okay well i'm gonna answer this one quickly it's not really about stranger things but it's just so chrissy wants to know do we only have one week to read the book so that's about our movie club that we announced uh, last week, or what's it the week before? I don't know. Whenever we announced it, we talked about how we're now going to be doing another movie club where you read the book and see the movie. And that's the Where, where the, the Crawdads Sing. Yeah. Um, so no, the reason why we're announcing it now is so you have about a month to read the book. Because sometime in early August, we're going to come to, because I don't even think the movie's out yet. So once the movie comes out, we're, we'll announce like what, when we're going to review it. And you basically have till then. So you can go ahead and start reading the book now. You're definitely not under pressure to read it in one week. And then. Unless you like doing that. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Unless that's what you want to do. Like we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to say you shouldn't do it. We're just saying you don't have to. You have yeah. over, you have, well, by the time this airs, I'll say you have about a month. About a month. Yeah. About a month. Yeah. Uh, to do that. So, so thank you for that, Chrissy. Um, Next uh, fan question slash theory. This comes from Chris, fan of the show, Chris. Uh, He says, my theory is that everyone is going to make it out alive by the end of this series with the exception of Eleven. I feel like that she is the only one who's not going to make it to the end of the series. Probably won't die in season four, but I don't think she makes it through 
the rest of the series, everyone else is probably going to be fine. And that's from Chris. So Chris just thinks 11 is not long for this world. Um, which, I mean, I guess this was written before, Chris, you watched the season. Season four, 11 did not die. Um, so uh, it was Eddie. Eddie Eddie dies. And Max is not in great condition. Um, She's in we, a cold. We haven't, talked about, we haven't talked about Max yet and all that. But, um, but yeah, so Chris is thinking L's, L's going to kick it by the end, Taylor. What do you think of that? hard to say it's like it's hard to say I don't really know like I was very certain that either her or Will were gonna die at the end of season four and whoever ended up in the upside down was gonna be the villain of season Mm -hmm. five they did Mm -hmm. not do that unless Um, now hold on Taylor because Jason's body did fall into the lava is that in the upside down will Jason return that's the villain season. What would, what would like would that would that change any of your thoughts? If they I did, did that? think I did think that um, we probably we may not have seen the last of Jason, but he would be like a Vecna zombie. But he yeah, because be his body's main... cut in half, so yeah. he's back. He's he be... not human because being. Like he's what's happening is that the upside down is like infiltrating. Mm-hmm. Like it's not becoming. It's coming. It's becoming the right side up. In, mm-hmm. right so i think anyone who died is like fair game but it's interesting when someone dies do they end up in the upside down so yes and no we saw the bodies in like vecna's kingdom in his lair like mm-hmm. you did see those kids that died so yeah. um and like if will and barb was kind of there this is where things get confusing with sci-fi is that in the upside down? Is that in someone's memory? Is that in their mind? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if someone dies, are they in the upside down or are they just a memory within a memory of the upside down? I don't know. So, <laughs> all bets are off. We'll see how it goes. But I don't know. Do you think Elle's going to die at, season, at the end of season five? What's your thoughts? Um, I doubt it just because I think it was her story, really. Like, I think. Again, I go back to like story and character arc and and where things go. Like I I would imagine this series is going to get to a point where Elle continues to live a normal life beyond this. Like I think that's where it's going to go. Now, again, they could go that route. I'm not saying it's not impossible. It's just not what I think is going to happen. Like I think the characters at risk are still the ones that I mentioned last week just now in season five. I think Will and Nancy... Those are the types of characters who often get get killed in these types of longer epic sci-fi fantasy things. It's it's not all it's not often the hero, which I would say L is kind of the hero. It's often what I what the real hearts of the, the team is yeah. usually what what happens. It's so got that, the that most was, emotional payoff. Yeah, exactly. That's why like I was so surprised that Steve made it out alive from this season because of where they were going. And I think that Max is in one of those positions where I'm sure she will be back because why else would you put her in a coma if not to bring her back? But I, I was thinking, even though I thought she was going to be fine, because why would you trick us and then, and then save her and then kill her again. But I, that final episode with her, I was like, yep. She, so this is like the bones started to crack. And I was like, oh, great, Max is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that they were like, 
making you watch that happen to a main character. Like, I, I just couldn't believe that. Unpopular so, opinion, yeah. maybe. I hated that they had Elle, like, quote-unquote, bring her back, but her just to be in a coma. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was weird. I don't like that. That, that I was don't just like done trope. strangely. Yeah, that was like that was done odd. That was in an odd way. Um, that was very odd. Very Buffy, you know, very Buffy storytelling. Like, oh, yeah. they're they're dead. Actually, psych. They're not dead, but they are in a coma. Like what they what they did with yeah. Faith. They're just like they put the character on ice until they know what they're yeah. gonna do. Until with they them. know what they're gonna do yeah. with them. Yeah, um, I don't like that either. And yeah. how like there's that scene where. Um, uh, Elle goes into her mind when she's in a coma, but she's not there. So, mm-hmm. like, her essence or whatever mm-hmm. isn't there. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. again, you're, like, you're setting it up for her to be, like, dead, dead, like, brain dead. But, like, you're right. Like, if she's in a coma, they're just going to bring her back. So, like, why go through all that trouble? Why anyway. go th- Exactly. That's kind of my point. Like, why go through all this if you're just going to bring her back? But anyway. um, So, th- this is a really juicy fan theory, Taylor. I, I really want to hear your opinion on this one. So, th- this comes from Lily who says, um, here's a fan theory for you to chew on. Eleven is just a clone of one. All of them are just clones of one. Discuss. So I have seen some fan theories that uh, one is her father, but not I, I, I don't think the age would Hey, Mike, I'm not that. saying it's my fan theory. I'm just saying that it is a fan theory. <laughs> I know. And I'm that- just saying, I'm just trying to, because one... <laughs> He's not that old, is he? Like he's he. I don't think he'd be old enough to have an eleven because she was she was at least eleven or twelve in that first season. Well, like, I don't think he's old enough. Once to have you have puberty, once you go through puberty, you can have kids. Is he at least like twenty five or twenty six though? Because yeah. because puberty for like a guy was like thirteen, fourteen. So he would have he would have gone to the hospital or whatever that place is, the lab, in like the sixties. Okay. Right? Okay. And so he would yeah. have met the doctor in the right. 60s. Okay. So, so yeah, that like time, that timeline, yeah. He could be like in his 30s. He could be in his early 30s. You're right. You're right. I thought he was in his 20s too, but now now that you and mention it, that the, timeline works. The daughter out. theory yeah. isn't completely crazy because he does say, at one time, I saw you at my side, essentially like mm. ruling the upside mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not anymore. So like, okay. why would he you want... Just, Taylor, honestly, you just convinced me. There you go. <laughs> like, you just made me think that that fan theory could be possible. So sorry. Sorry, Lily. <laughs> I haven't thought about the cloning theory. I haven't thought about a clone. I've never... I I haven't seen a theory about her, them being clones. Um, I thought that everyone kind of looked similar because they just made them all shave their heads. Yeah. Like, I thought that that was the only reason. Like, I didn't honestly think it was a cloning scenario. Um I mean, that would be super sci-fi fantasy, but but now that you're, in terms of the timeline and in terms of everything you're talking about and the evidence they've already given us for L being taken away from parents at some point in time, it does make slightly more sense that one could be her father because you've only ever seen her yelling okay. and screaming that her mother was taken away. And we right? don't know who the dad is. There was one no, we have no idea that like the doctor was the dad of all of them. But I think the fact that he said, I, for at one time, I saw you by my side. If it was a clone, why would he care? Like, oh, you're, you've convinced me. Yeah. You've given me. Yeah. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. Now, the way you've mapped that out makes so much more sense. Um, I agree. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a clone scenario. Um, 
we, we got just two more fan questions to get to. I just want to quickly get to them because they're, they are from our inquisitor, Josh, um, because we missed one of his questions uh, last week. So he says, um, I haven't yet to watch this episode of Stranger Things. Um, so there's, uh, I will be writing in questions next week, hopefully, if I've watched it. Um, so there might be some repeat questions here. What, is there something within this season was the biggest surprise for both of you? That's a good one. Did you have a big surprise moment, Taylor, where you were like, wow, I didn't see that coming, or wow, I didn't, you know, know they were going to go there? When they connected the dots with Vecna, Henry, and one, I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, that that was, was like, a big oh. moment like, for sure. <laughs> I knew, I think I knew they were like interrelated, but the fact that it was the same person, I'm like, Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and the and that the um, the guy who was in the like a, the insane asylum with no eyes, how his son, you know, like is Vecna and one mm-hmm. like that, like mm-hmm. all of those pieces coming together. I'm like, okay, like very cool. So that would probably be the biggest one. Yeah. See, now that you mention it, because all the flashbacks with when his son with his son in the sixties where like he was already like 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. So, so it's he not is out of old the realm enough. of possibility that he'd be old enough to have that. Children. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I anticipated the son being one slash Vecna. Like the, yeah, the, you, the you didn't piece. think that that ever, no, like no. I knew like obviously something was going on with the son, but actually no, like the way. No, Cause they, they made it more about the guy. Like yeah. there was something going on about this criminal and he was just haunted by Vecna. Not that like there was any connection between the son them. They, was did, the they one didn't doing even it. hint. No, they didn't even hint at the children at all. He just had a family. Like that's how it was yeah. presented at the beginning. Oh, he just had a family and the family were murdered with the exception of the son who was put in a coma and then died. Like we thought the son was dead. Sure. But obviously so, that was a cover up. Yeah. So that, that to me was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Good storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I think that that was a big, that was definitely, I think a big surprise. And then to me, still the biggest surprise of this series was the body horror of the three deaths. Right. I, wasn't like, I just didn't think they'd go that. that far. No, not at all. Um, and like targeting Max in that way. I didn't think they were going to kind of bring back Billy's death to be that much of a, a big thing like i always like obviously she was shook up about it but i didn't think it was gonna be such a huge piece of the story um so that was definitely a surprise um with all that last question from josh here uh what did you think of the movie length episodes i wanted to read that because i did want to quickly talk about that in like the two minutes we have left that um I, I mean for me i did not personally mind that at all like I had no problem with the length of these episodes. It was more like within the series, there were things they could have cut down and changed and moved around. But I could watch any length of Stranger Things, so I had zero problem. What did you think about it, Taylor? Um, I think they let the plot get away from them. I do not mm-hmm. think they needed to be. You know, their whole thing. It has to be that long. No, it's called editing. Nothing has to be long or short. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's no rule. Um, I will find that up until the final two episodes, I was enjoying the lengths. I didn't find them unbearable. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say that because of the pacing, like because they were bringing all those pieces together, there were times where I was getting distracted and I wasn't giving my full attention to the, the show. I don't think I would have had that problem if they were tighter episodes. So right. overall, like, right. do I think the episodes were too long? I think it was 
only until the last two episodes where I thought, oh, this is pushing it. Um, and like the last episode being two and a half hours, like really? Like it didn't need to be, you know what I mean? But they wrote themselves into a corner. So what are you going to do? But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like they did kind of write themselves into a corner. And, and, and they, I, I just, Mike, I'm just so glad you right. brought this up because I saw an article this week where they were like, you can pe- press pause whenever you want. <laughs> That's what the Duffer brothers well, okay. said. And it's like, okay, well, okay I will. True, but... Like, fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll, true, but you I'll can pause. also make the episodes shorter. I'll, pa- I'll pause a 20-minute episode. <laughs> I mean, I listen, I'm going to – I got to give – I have to give them credit where credit's due. This is an engaging television show oh, for that sure. I don't mind watching any length of it. I do agree that overall in this in the whole season – the plot got away from them. There was things they could have cleared up. There were definitely things they didn't need to do. The stuff in Russia was overbloated. It was too long. They pretty much had almost, I, I would argue, almost no purpose to the entire jock storyline. Like, almost no purpose. That paid yeah, off in almost it. no ways and didn't do anything. Like, I think they could have been a little bit more um, focused in some areas. But with that being said, I'm super pumped for season five. Like I will watch. I watch it now. Like I'm, oh, I'm so in the show. I love the characters, and I want to see what what happens with Will. I'm very curious. I want to see where the Nancy and, and Steve thing progresses. I want to see what what does happen in this final showdown with Eleven versus kind of the upside down and Vecna and, and his his kind of role in all this. Um, I do like the fact that they didn't do the trope of we think he's dead. Like Will said, no, no, no. There's no way he's not gone. There's like I no love that. Ambiguity. I love that moment. That was so funny to me. Where Will was just like, no, no, no. He's not dead. He's not gone. He's still here. I loved that they did that because just, just to be clear, we're not going to pull another. Are they dead? No. Will is saying he is. I can feel him. He is still. Vecna is the big bad. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Don't, he will don't be get back. it twisted. Around. I love that. Um, we're we're uh, at a time. We could, t- I like obviously Taylor. You and I could talk about Stranger Things every episode. Like I just real quick. That's why I wanted to interject. <laughs> was that, um, you know, obviously they did something right. We had a lot of critiques, but that's because we liked the show. You know, like we had a lot of negative things to say, but the fact that we yeah. did three episodes just about one season of Stranger Things, it's a testament to the writing and the acting and everything else. So it's a see it for me. It's an absolute see it for me. I agree with everything you just said. I will repeat that being complacent is when you know that something isn't good. If you just couldn't care either way. So the fact that we yeah. care, there you go. Um, but thank you everybody for, for tuning in. We got lots of awesome reviews coming next week. It's kind of a full episode as we catch up on a couple new movies. Um, so definitely catch us then. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.